very juncture. It's quite weird. Like, it's either you want me to sound natural or you want me to sound upbeat. Take me low, no sorry Don't be afraid, just grab what you like when you're on me Welcome to another Boggapod episode with your Bogger girls as usual. This masterpiece is produced by the lovely Kwame Asante and made possible by GCR. Adolfo, my boggers and local champions alike. What is your absolute worst nightmare in this life? Are you scared that one day Ghana police will stop you at a traffic checkpoint on a Saturday night and find weed in your car? And because your house witches have drunk Tabia bitters that night, you also happen to be too broke to bribe them, so you have to sleep at counterback till Monday. Or maybe your fear is drowning in a body of water because the lifeguard on duty doesn't know how to swim. These fears might seem irrational in the abroad, but in Ghana, yeah, they can easily happen. What can also happen is that your doctor can ration your anesthesia so sparingly that you literally become conscious during minor surgery. How do I know this can happen? Because it happened to me, of course. Last year, I had to have a DNC, popular known as surgical abortion, but those that know me know that my ovaries don't work, so this was not actually a fetus deletus mission. They needed to remove some of my uterus lining to stop ongoing bleeding. I was already a little apprehensive, but I tried to stay calm as the nurse helped me into the stirrups. Now, bear in mind, I had had this procedure done twice before, but I had never seen an operation room before. Because in England, you get knocked out in a separate room before being taken into surgery. Last time I had surgery at UCLH in um, London, I was telling the anesthesiologist about Orisha worship one minute, the next minute I was awake again in, in the recovery room, but yeah, not this time. This time, I became conscious towards the end of the surgery. I was not in pain, but I could feel what seemed like the tail end of the procedure and the doctor removing his equipment from my body. Have you all ever imagined waking up in one of those contraptions in soul movies? Yeah, that's what waking up during surgery feels like. As horrendous and ludicrous waking up during surgery sounds, it's one of those things that happen in the Ghanaian health system. And today we will discuss how or why we think Ghana has let its health system get this bad. So um, we're going to go right into the discussion for today. And obviously, I've got my babe, Mboga, hey. here with me. Hey. hey. <laughs> Why are you trying to act shy? 
Why are you trying to act? You know, I'm just a guest today. I'm in the background. It's so wala. It's so wala. But yeah, um, I know you have a lot of questions for me in terms of you know what? the scenario. Yeah. <laughs> Look, guys, when I was telling the story, Malika's face. Yeah, hmm. Malika's face. Malika is a very me- melanated chocolate beauty, you know. But the color that she drained from her face, <laughs> as I was telling as her, a girl went gray. <laughs> a girl went gray. So I know you have questions. So just ask them before I go into what I want to say. Is it like? Are we trying to? Who are we suing? Is that <laughs> happening? Has it started happening? Where, where's no, the be, progress on that? No, like I'm even, I'm even tired because Charlie. Yeah. Oh no, I think look, Ghanaian Ghanaian health service is so bad that when you come out of these things alive, you just thank God and keep it moving. Do you get what I'm saying? Does that not sound scary, people? It 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 is scary, but like and also I also have a bad habit of like um diminishing my my traumatic experiences just okay. to help me cope yeah so honestly speaking up until maybe like one or two months ago i didn't even feel how mad this experience really was yeah but then i was i was you know reiterating it back to somebody and then i was obviously prepping for this episode as well and i realized that fuck like this is wild like, like, like this is the yeah. shit that they that they put on like tv series and stuff and like you see it's, it's like out of a Grey's Anatomy episode. Yeah, literally. Like, it's, yeah. like literally. So, um, yeah, it, it was mad. Um, I think I just sort of like, thank God that um, I got home. And afterwards, I was not in too much pain. It was manageable. And also, but it made me think, guys, Slay Queens, Emba uh, of Ghana. How do you guys have multiple DNCs and abortions for your boyfriends? Please explain to me. I am hoping that these, I'm not, I'm definitely pro-choice, but I'm really hoping that these abortions are being done under 11 weeks and you're doing it with the pill because I cannot imagine you guys. yeah, in this Ghana. Several times. I cannot even imagine. But yeah, that's beside the point. Anyway, so going into our discussion, I, so thinking about this whole thing, I've like sat down and sort of thought about like, what is it that would have caused this type of situation? Okay, like I keep trying to work through, because I actually kind of liked my gynecologist. I haven't been back to him. And that's what I'm saying. I'm only now realizing like how traumatized I was because I literally didn't even go back for the um, two week checkup I was supposed to get afterwards. And I thought in my mind, I was telling myself that I'm just being lazy, but I was scared. Like I didn't even want to be in that building. Yeah, of course. Um, So yeah, so like I really did like my gynecologist before the um, procedure. And so I'm thinking, okay, I don't think it's, um purposeful negligence um but then what is it and then i thought hmm, okay maybe it's because they're trying to make these procedures as cheap as possible for people so that they can actually afford it so he probably rationed my anesthesia just enough to get me through the procedure yeah because actual procedure only takes about 15 to 20 minutes okay um and as i said as i mentioned before in england they will actually put you down long enough for you to be asleep for about 20 minutes, even after the procedure is done. And once it's done, they'll still keep you in the hospital for, uh, I think, four hours before they'll let you out. 
But obviously, in a country where you're paying for all of these things, that can add up. Yeah. So do you think that the state of Ghana's health system is down to capitalism, maybe? And the fact that everybody is either trying to save a buck or trying to make a buck? Yeah, I think all Ghana systems are mm. failing due to this. I don't mm. think it's just health. Yeah, I don't mm. think it's just healthcare. Mm. Everyone's trying to either, yeah, as you said, save money or steal money or just be ridiculous and use money for the wrong things and mm. not for the things they should mm. be doing. Mm. Um, I think it's really sad that something as serious as healthcare us Ghanaians, we don't know where to draw the line. We don't know where to draw the fucking line. Even with people's yeah. lives, yeah. you are willing to cut costs. Yeah. Just yeah. be open with, with your patients and say, mm. look, like, if you want, if you're willing to risk it on the timing, then this is this price. If mm. you want to, whatever, then mm. he should communicate that mm. with you at least. Mm. Don't just be cheap and give mm. me a price. And now I'm, I'm, I'm sure, what? No. Yeah. So, sorry, guys. I'm speaking passionately <laughs> on behalf of my, my bugger podcast mom. All right. <laughs> So please, Melika is ready to go to war with this man. I think no, I feel like if I give Melika his address right now, Melika will send to the hospital. Oh, my car is outside now. <laughs> Just no, yeah, honestly, because it's ridiculous. And mm. hearing that, um, I know how um, procedures can be. It's everything is traumatizing enough, mm. and you want to add some madness on top yeah. of all of that. Like, yeah, yeah. So I think it's sad, and I think that. Even, for example, COVID, let's mm. say, I've seen um, places that, not I've seen, I know places mm. that you pay them, they change your test. No problem. Excuse me? Oh, ah, you two, are you in Ghana? Madam. Excuse me? They hey, will change. Ghana for, even in a pan, in a pandemic. panini press, even now. Hmm. Eh, we don't know when to draw the line. We don't know changing, where. Changing positive tests to negative so you can go. I really, I just give you five hundred. I really need to go. I really need to go. I have some e. willing to infect all those people on that plane. So For what? People, this is the thing. Like you don't even know who to blame more. Like the person paying the bribe or the health the health provider because like you and Kasan Kasan no, the provider. The, the cl- clients are always sh- shit and they're full True. of shit. They, they, they want whatever they want. True. But that is crazy. And even telling them you're going to travel, so obviously you need a negative. Yeah. They'll make it positive and say, all right, like if you pay right. me, I'll give you negative, even though it's probably negative wow. already. Yeah. COVID time That's has been mad. crazy with the scams. Honestly, yeah, it's been mad. wild. That's mad. Um, that's actually really interesting as well because um, my sister actually works... Okay, yeah, she's going to hate the fact that I mentioned this, but oh well. Um, my I'll sister- just let everyone know her life anyway. Uh, pff, Sorry, sister. You know. <laughs> um, and also, she's done a podcast with me before, but this was for BBC. So, yeah, she knows what okay, I'm like yes, on a podcast. Um, so, yeah, so she works at Kolebu and she had to have surgery. And I remember one time I went to go and visit her and she was telling me about how the day before she was on her... So, in the morning, she had... Um, asked one of the nurses to bring her some hot water. I'm assuming that she wanted to, I think she wanted to make some milo or something like that. Um, because they hadn't brought them food yet. So, um, she asked for the hot water and it literally doesn't come until, yeah, so this was the same day. That morning she had asked for hot water. I got there, the hot water hadn't arrived yet. And then I was like, ah, why not? And then she was like, um, or oh, she asked for it like time ago and actually besides that she had had an altercation that very morning with one of the nurses and I was like why what's, what's going on yeah. and she's like she was going to the loo now obviously because she is staff 
um, she was actually going to the star flu. And obviously one of the nurses saw her, literally stood in her way and was like, where do you think you're going? And she was like, I'm going to the loo. The matron said that I can use this one. And she was like, eh, which matron told you that you can't use that toilet and go and use the other toilets, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as she was saying this, my first uh, thought was that, why are you protecting your um, amenities so much if you're keeping the same standards for the patients' toilets? Exactly. I, can, I can imagine that the patients' bathrooms are disgusting. Oh, definitely. Exactly. Um, so yeah, she like talks, 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 talks. And then my sister was like, um, the matron said I could use this bathroom because I am an employee. I'm staff. And then the, the nurse gave it like some attitude. You are staff where I know all the nurses here, like your staff where, and then my sister calmly says, HR. And right. then this woman's, apparently this woman's face changed completely. I was like, Oh, and I was still was like, if you want, I, I brought my staff card. If you want, you can, I can bring it. She was like, oh no, you know, you can't use it. If you had told Gun, me, oh I would have even brought you the hot water earlier. And when she was telling me, I was like, so basically, so essentially what you're telling me is that unless you are staff or you're influential or you can bribe somebody, simple things as in, you know, getting the care that you need, simple things like getting hot water when you need to make it, it's even bad enough that you have to make your own Milo in hospital. I have not once in my life been in a hospital in England and I've been in a hospital a lot. Not once I had to make my own food in a hospital. I hate hospital food, but at least they provide it. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, and so to like be in a position where unless um, you are staff or you have some sort of influence or you have extra money to be bribing someone, you're not getting the care. The basic is care. Is actually mad. See how she's gladly saying, oh, I would have got it for you. Okay, so yeah. if I was actually a, a patient lying in bed, you would have just looked at yeah, me. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> that's that's essentially what you're saying. And it's so, so crazy. And it's, and it's kind of worrying because I'm obviously like on a journey to hopefully soon get a hysterectomy i want to get my uterus removed because honestly she's bad vibes um yeah I feel that. um but it, it is crazy because um even though healthcare is free in england the wait times are ridiculous and yes. i'm not trying to yeah. i'm not trying to spend like one two years in england simply f to wait for surgery like i don't have that liberty at the moment because i don't have a place to live anymore um, I can't work whilst I'm still sick. And obviously I will still be sick if I'm waiting for my, until I get my surgery. Yeah. So it, it's just not going to work out. Private is mad expensive. Like my surgery will take me towards like 10K pounds sterling. Um, and so I'm looking at maybe possibly getting it done in Ghana. But then first of all, obviously my experience of having surgery yeah, is exactly has traumatized ah. me a bit. But then also secondly, everybody's saying that, you know, all the gynecology experts actually work at Kolebu because that's where like all the, um, uh, medical school graduates all go through Kolebu. So most of the ones that are like really good are the ones that stayed. So that's like the best place to go to get this done. But then I'm like, okay, but Kolebu is disgusting. Yeah. 
Kolibu is fucking disgusting. See, like, I don't even want to go to the wards to to visit anybody. What makes you think I want to stay there? Literally, you, you want to be lying in a bed, like, not even wanting to look left or, or right. Like, honestly. Like a, like a, what and I'm such a germophobe. Like, even in my house, I've spoken about this before. Like, I don't go in my kitchen if there's the slightest smell in my kitchen. If my counter, if somebody has cooked and left the countertops dirty, I will not enter that kitchen until the person has come and cleaned up the countertop. So, like, I don't know how I would possibly cope uh, in Kolebu and everything. And apparently you can get like private rooms, but because everybody was saying, oh yeah, if you have the money, you can just get a private room. Right, then somebody so. was actually honest and was like, yeah, but the difference isn't really that great. Okay. <laughs> so It's just privacy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just like, I, th- I just feel like you get to a point where you're having to make a choice on you know, what you're going to pull the short straw on. Because definitely... In healthcare, like, that is what healthcare. is shocking. That is, that is mad. Even education, I want to be like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Cut mm. some costs here and there. Like, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. But mm. your life, mm. your health, look, honestly, it's so disappointing. Ghana, do honestly, better. Honestly, like, from nurses screaming at you when you're in labor, from, you know, like, I remember my mom telling me some story about how after she had my older sister, because my older sister was born in Ghana, after she had my older sister by cesarean section, um, she was complaining about something um, as she was still in hospital post- postpartum. And the nurse literally turned around and said, now, watch him there. Why would I watch him there? Like, you're literally... My mother was literally fucking holding her baby. And this nurse was asking her whether she's ever given birth. Has she squeezed before? Has she pushed before? So essentially telling a new mother that because she hasn't pushed before, she's not even like, she doesn't really understand. She can't really really be going through anything because she didn't push my sister out. So that's basically the level that, you know, the Ghanaian health system is That one, I will actually use my head to knock your head. Look, look, look. What? Yeah. Luckily enough, obviously, my mom was discharged pretty early, and so that was that. But yeah, it's mad. And, you know, I always like to look at both sides of the coin, and I will say that obviously the NHS isn't um, isn't perfect either. As I said, the wait times can be mad. Uh, one transvaginal scan that they will refer you to, you'll be waiting for four weeks. Meanwhile, literally the person that is giving me the appointment, his office is next to the uh what do you call it to the scan technician so you could literally just send me over next door but no there's so much bureaucracy and protocol that it just doesn't work like that and that's a bit maddening and i've also recently found out that um government isn't sponsoring the extra help that people who communicate with uh, sign language um get yeah you were saying this actually yeah. So obviously they would like their access to healthcare would be um you know impeded because a lot of the time, especially with women and female reproductive health stuff, you have to advocate for yourself. Yeah. How are you going to do that when you can't communicate with your exactly. doctor? You know? So, yeah. It's sad that you even have to advocate for yourself, but you know what? That's a whole other topic, so. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. But, um, yeah. So, that's that, really. I, I, I don't know. Is it greed? Is it that we just don't give a shit about, you know, our fellow human beings? I think that in this Ghana here is really a combination of the two. Yes. 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. But yeah, um, that's been a good discussion. But I think it's so, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but I think it's more greed than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Out of the two. Yeah, but isn't, isn't that the story of the Ghanaian life? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody is just so fucking greedy. Like the Ghanaian dream is literally going from being the oppressed 
to getting money and being the oppressor. Literally. That's and being the biggest bastard yep. you can be. Yep, that's the Ghanaian dream. But yeah, to not make ourselves too depressed. Yeah, please. Let's move on to our new segments. Woo. This week's Ethical Fashion Podcast shines a light on Jennifer Muley, founder of the Kenyan brand Jermini, and South African designer Lukanyo Dingi as they discuss growing their businesses and incorporating age-old traditions as they take on the international market. The link to the episode will be in the episode's show notes. I absolutely agree with you. The thing is, Africa is a huge continent and there's so many different diverse cultures that coexist within it. Not only cultures, but also artisanal crafts that have haven't even really been seen or tapped into yet. And I think if we collaborate and also create networks within those spaces, we're able to really create this beautiful hybrid of artisanal craft together with modern design. I think there's this huge misconception that um, African design has to be extremely colorful and very print driven. And even though I understand why that's also the case, because we there is such a vibrancy within our continent and there's so much diversity, but there also are things that are far beyond bright prints and um, traditional prints. Hey guys, um, so let's just cheer ourselves up a little bit because that's that topic was just all types of mad and like I'm I'm getting angry all over again. Um, so just to calm ourselves a little bit and you know do a little bit of a jokey joke as we like to yeah, do. Yeah, let's here. laugh a little bit. Yeah, yeah, let's get into platform sissy. <laughs> um, so today in platform sissy, we're actually going to be talking about my favorite TikTok auntie. Auntie Linda Ose. She is obsessed with this lady. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I am. Auntie I'm, Linda, if you're listening, please. Honestly, I'm not even going to lie. I am obsessed with her. She's super funny. She's super real. She speaks about like her life experiences um, on TikTok. I feel like she is me in about 20, 30 years. Okay. Only that I was speaking more English because my tree is good, but it's not good to her level. Um, so yeah, in a TikTok that I recently viewed, Auntie Linda said, that abochi fomba uh what you call it the bogger ladies everybody should find their own husband why is she saying this let me tell you so auntie linda apparently left ghana um you know because she had an opportunity to leave her life wasn't that great in ghana she wasn't poor but she wanted more for herself um however she was married when she was in ghana um but because she moved countries the relationships had sort of degraded and they ended up breaking up now her she's still she's still in contact with her ex-husband and her ex-husband has informed her that he has met a nice lady on Facebook who also lives in England and has offered to do the necessary things for him to move to England so that they can marry and be together. Auntie Linda say, Auntie Asia. <laughs> Auntie Linda says, over my dead fucking body. Auntie Linda channel, uh, channeled her inner uh, patience of Zorqua and was like, that is not going to happen. Auntie Linda says that you older women that live in London, you should all look for your own husbands in the same London there. That if the woman brings her husband, she dear, she'll go and collect her thing. She is not above and beyond husband snatching because the husband was hers first in the first place. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> So yeah, Malika, what do you what do you think? Is Auntie Linda right? Is it Auntie Linda? This energy that you're bringing us, dear, I don't. I'm not sure. (laughs) Oh why? But it's her husband. 
Technically, she didn't, have, she didn't divorce. Technically. Oh, oh is that real? She, she didn't get... Oh. But, you know, Ghana, like, I, I think with their relationship, it was our way in the sense of, like, we've had a kid together, so our both of our families agree that we're married. Okay, we're married. And right, maybe right, right. he brought, like, a bottle of schnapps to her dad just to make it official. Okay, so we're married, traditionally. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, Auntie Linda, this fight with this other lady <laughs> it's something that I want to witness if you're hearing this just do one TikTok for us yeah, to let yeah, us yeah. know what goes down because I can see her going one on one yeah yeah. and the thing is like, she's and like I, don't, I don't approve but I know she's going to go one on one yeah she will and the thing is she's not like a small lady she, see, she looks like she actually has a height and things and she has body so she'll beat it right. she'll beat the other woman so yeah I don't know personally I think go you Auntie Linda like I'm all for you because the thing there once I've eaten is mine forever Okay, this pussycat is a trap. You don't get to leave. <laughs> you don't get to leave. Okay, you can roam around. It's fine. If you like, but you'll surely come back. If I hear that bell around your neck doing jiggly, 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 and I hear it, I'm catching you back and I'm bringing you back home. So me, Auntie Linda, I totally support you. I think you should definitely... I don't know. The thing is, in London, Seth, you can't, you can't fight properly. Eh? If you go and fight right now, maybe police will catch you. And then, then you know, and then what will happen? Because you, Nankasa, you said that it's because you don't have money that you haven't gone and collected your own thing. So if you go and get caught and they want bail, who's going to pay for you, hmm. Auntie Linda? Me, I'm hoping that the man is like just trying to come back to Linda. You actually, so he's doing what he got to do, you know? Plot twist. So he's doing what he has to do. You know, yeah. Auntie Linda, I think if you're listening to this, Auntie Linda, I feel like maybe you and your husband should just connive. But I want to. I feel bad for saying it because that no, poor woman Chale, and her money. Love, love wins. Shall I do or can I be? All is in love and war. I swear. <laughs> Auntie Linda, do some conniving there. I know the man still loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, and yeah, yeah. Because this one that they, he, he's still talking to you after how many years that you've left. I think there's still some connection. So yeah, just let him maybe because it sounds like the woman has money. Because for somebody to be. Taking money to bring somebody from Ghana bad yeah, in this day. Someone that you met on Facebook. Like, honestly, you must have cash. Yeah. So yeah, let's let the lady bring your husband and then when he comes, just collect your thing, okay? So yeah, that's me, my personal advice. But you also know that me I'm mad. So maybe take it so with follow a follow at your own. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> take it with a pinch of salt. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> right, guys. Um, this has been another episode of the Burger Podcast. We've had some, you know, serious things and some, you know, more uh somber things, but we've also had a good laugh, as we always do on this um podcast. I just want to thank again um GCR and I wanna thank Kwame Asante, the love of my life. Um, if Kwame Asante's girlfriend is listening, I mean my podcast love of my life yes. okay i don't want to ruin it. please i beg okay i don't want to be a husband snatcher okay she she, she might but uh, not not with this one anyway not, so. not, not this particular husband <laughs> yeah. okay if you're rich and you're out there and you're looking for a second wife that one yeah i'll agree anyway guys bye go and follow us on twitter at the bugger pod toodles bye Shit can never be consistent Try to find another me, won't get it 
Telling me I do not love you enough. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know I got a lot of issues, baby. It doesn't mean I do not love you, baby. Reset my brain when you touch me, baby. Whoa, whoa. Cute dress, who you going to see? I get insecure when you're looking like this. Come, baby, girl, let me fuck you in that dress. You can never ever go stop me. Oh, I, I understand everything, Justin. I know you are trying to adjust me. After this promise, you will never cross me. Don't fuck with my throat. If you want come down my way Let me remind you, replay If you just trust me, you'll stay If you not trust me, no way If you take part at the top, but don't wait If you want something that you can't say If you not trust me, won't wait This has been a Gold Coast Report production